When the Rambam discusses the various offerings we bring when we make mistakes, such as uh, a chatat or an asham, a guilt offering or a mistake offering, he articulates an idea that seems quite strange at first read. This idea is foundational to our experience and proper attitude toward Yom Kippur. It can be found in Sefer Korbanot, Hilchot Shigagot, Perak Gimel, Halacha Yud, and it reads as follows. So the day of Yom Kippur does not, nor does the mistake or sin offering, nor does the asham or guilt offering offer a kapara or, you know, erasing a sin. Ella, except al-hashavim, for those who are engaged in teshuvah, hama'aminim bechaparatan that believe in their kapara and their power to erase a sin. Aval hameva eight bahen, but somebody who, I guess, rejects them, inan mechaparin lo, they do not provide, uh, they do not provide kapara, erasure of the sin for them, or atonement is the way kapara is often translated as well. Ketzad, What's uh, how does this work, or what's the case? Hayam meva eight, vehevi chatato o ashamo. If somebody uh, rejects this institution or rebels, and they bring a chatat, a sin offering, or an asham or a guilt offering, vehu omer o mechashev belibo, and he says, or he thinks in his heart, shein elu mechaprin lo, that these things don't actually provide atonement for him. Even though he offered them and brought them according to all their specifications, according to the uh, the prescription of the mitzvah, lo nitkaper lo. It does not provide kapara. It does not provide atonement or erasure of the sin for him. and when he returns in teshuvah, maybe itato from his a state of rejection or rebellion, then he needs to bring, apparently, a new sin offering and a new guilt offering. So uh, this is an interesting halacha, and it raises a number of questions. So why would kapara, or atonement, only work if you believe in it? If it's true, why does it matter if you believe in it at all? And if it isn't true, why does believing in the process of kapara help? What does it accomplish? The second question, how could someone who completed the entire service of bringing an offering as it was commanded down to the letter of the law not achieve kapara or atonement if that's the objective? Normally in halakha, if you meet the specification, so you are yotze, you fulfill your obligation. So why doesn't that work here with this, uh, these types of, uh, of, of chata'ot, these uh, chatat offerings and asham offerings. So this gives us some insight into some unique aspects of, uh, of Yom Kippur, of the chatat and the asham, the guilt and sin offering, and the process of teshuvah. The process of teshuvah on the day of Yom Kippur can be transformative. It can provide a fresh start, which is hard to achieve, especially in the social world. Much of our behavior is transactional. People view us in a certain way, and this influences our behavior. 
Hence it is Midarkei HaTshuva, the Ramam describes this in Hilchot Tshuva. It's a pathway toward Tshuva to move to a new place or to change one's name. The Gemara mentions this as well. And these actions are not sufficient to constitute tshuva. That's why he calls them midarke tshuva, the pathways towards tshuva. But they can assist in the prospect of a fresh start. Nowadays, we lack the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, and we therefore lack the comprehensive experience of Yom Kippur. We're unable to personally witness the Sa'ir HaMishtaleach service, uh, the service with the goats, where two identical goats are selected. One is brought as an offering, while the other is sent to its premature death. A crimson thread is tied around the goat, and this thread at the end of the service turns white, indicating forgiveness and atonement for the Jewish people and each individual as well. This imagery is a powerful visual aid it provides the opportunity to embark on new horizons as a new person. Last year, I might not have been someone who prayed every day, but now I am someone who davens and prays every day, even though I only might have started a couple weeks ago. But that idea of a fresh start gives me that power, that opportunity. In order to take advantage of the opportunity presented by atonement, by kapara, one must have a, convic- a conviction in its effectiveness to provide a fresh start. The Rambam elaborates on this idea in two different sections of his uh, Moray Nebuchim Guide for the Perplexed. And I'll read them in English. The first one is from uh, the Guide for the Perplexed, uh, Book 3, Chapter 36. It is clear that Teshuvah also belongs to this class. I mean the class of ideas in which it is critical for Torah adherents to believe in in order to have a well-ordered existence. For it is impossible for a man not to sin and err, either through ignorance by adopting an opinion or a moral quality that is not preferable, in truth, or else because he is overcome by desire or anger. If the individual believed that this fracture can never be remedied, he would persist in his error and sometimes perhaps disobey even more because of the fact that no stratagem remains at his disposal. If, however, he believes in Teshuvah, the power of return, he can correct himself and return to a better and more perfect state than the one he was in before he sinned. For this reason, there are many actions that are meant to establish this correct and very useful opinion, such as Vidui, the declaration we make around uh, our process of Teshuvah, the Korbanot, the offerings that are brought for unintentional and some intentional sins or errors, and the fasts. The general characteristic of Teshuvah from any sin consists in one's being totally cleansed of it, meaning of that error. And here's a section from Book 3, Chapter 46, and it reads as follows. Since the Sa'ir HaMishtaleach, the goat that is sent away, is for the kapara, the atonement of all major sins, such that there is no communal korban chatat, there is no communal uh, sin offering that will atone to that extent, And it is as if the sa'ir, the goat, is carrying all of the sins. For this reason, it is not accepted as an ordinary sacrifice to be slaughtered or burned or brought near to the sanctuary at all. But instead, it was removed as far as possible and sent forth into a wasteland, an uncultivated and uninhabited land. There is no doubt that sins cannot be carried like a burden and taken off the shoulder of one being to be laid on that of another being. But these actions are all symbol of a symbolic character to instill fear in the soul and to inspire it to do tshuva, as if to say, we have cleansed ourselves of all our past actions 
and we have thrown them behind our backs, and we have utterly distanced ourselves from distance ourselves from them. So taken together, uh, that you know that those quotes of the Rambam really underscore this idea of the of the power of teshuvah, but also that it's necessary to have the proper idea in order to relate to the mitzvah in the correct manner. So again, taken together, the Torah and our sages were sensitive to the psychology of the human being and how an individual's psychological state might impact the process of teshuvah. Indeed, man's attitude towards teshuvah and kapara, atonement, is essential to the effectiveness of the process. Even the legal framework of halakha, or Jewish law, the proper idea about atonement is necessary to fulfill one's obligation. God gives us the gift of free will and the possibility of complete atonement. And, uh, but we must believe in this possibility to take advantage of this unique opportunity for a fresh start. As they say at this time of year, wishing everyone a gemar chatima tovah. <laughs>